0: coming at you cool. podcast coming at you cool. podcast coming at you right here right now welcome to the pretty cool podcast my name is Austin and I'm Andrew and today we will bring to you sweet sonic sound that will tickle your ears
1: tickle 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 noise oh. <laughs> Hehe,
0: <laughs> awkward intros. Andrew, how's it going today?
1: It's going pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I've had a solid day. Today was my day off.
0: Was it? Yeah. That must be nice.
1: It was. It was good.
0: Yeah. Would you? Uh, would you do? Um,
1: today I got up and I went with our buddy Brian, mm-hmm. and I went to Guitar Center.
0: Okay. <laughs> what did you? What were you doing at Guitar Center?
1: Uh, we were just browsing. I was curious. Uh, I'm looking into amps right now because. Minecraft. on me and i'm repairing it but then i'm gonna sell it right away after right. i repair it so, so that ha- i can buy a new one
0: how long have you been repairing this amp andrew uh
1: it's been about a month because i ordered the new transistors and they said that they would be here and the the order was confirmed and everything and then i checked the confirmation and they said they would get here in june
0: would you say you tried to fix it before but you ruined it even more
1: So what happened was, is I had a cold solder on my input and I opened that bad boy up and I practically pulled the circuit out uh, and I, uh, this is going to be boring, Um, I pulled the circuit out and I ran the solders and put everything back together, went to test it. Forgot to put it back in a place where the heat sink was mm-hmm. underneath the transistors. So the transistors blew up. Right. And then I was pumping DC current into my speaker. And so I blew a fuse. And then, yeah, it was bad. So I'm, I I ordered new transistors and they're on their way. They'll be here in like a week and a half.
0: Nice. Yeah. And you have your, like... Almost electrical engineer dad helping you. Yeah. Fix it.
1: Yeah, and I told him I'm just like I think it's the transistors, and he looks at it, he's like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the transistors." Right. Yeah. Nice. So that was fun.
0: That's pretty reflective of every uh, every time I try and fix something by myself.
1: Yeah, do it yourself usually goes that way. Yeah,
0: yeah, just about just about with everything, <laughs> my car, my uh, my ignition cylinder. Remember yeah. that debacle? Yes. Where it, it would excellent. it. uh the due to some uh, manufacturer error in the Ford Focus models from like 2000 to 2006, uh, after about five years, the ignition would lock up. So you'd have to like hit your key really hard into the ignition to unlock the tumblers.
1: Have, have you ever watched somebody operate a bump key? Because it kind of looked like you were bump keying your ignition. Yeah,
0: that's pretty much exactly. <laughs> honestly, that is exactly what i was doing except I, actually that except, is what you were doing huh? except with except i wasn't the bump key wasn't like the pins yeah. weren't falling it was from the tumbler yeah yeah otherwise that was exactly what i was doing
1: is the the tumbler and the key were flipped yes sort of. yeah yeah
0: and uh so i took it upon myself to <laughs> fix it so that i wouldn't have to uh jam my key, like a bump key, into the ignition every time I started my car. Mm-hmm. Um, and it only took me two days of not being able to start or move my car uh, to get <laughs> to get that little thing fixed. Yeah, it was excellent. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, needless to say, I'm pretty good at fixing things. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Anyways, so I went to Guitar Center today. Mm-hmm. I was in the market for... I'm looking for kind of a more... Metal based amp, but something that can be something with tubes in it, preferably, so that it can be um, a little more versatile. So, I was looking at like orange and PV and stuff like that. Uh, They didn't have anything, nothing they had, they had like, I would say. 29 or 30 amps in the entire store okay and half of them were small and used and the rest were like vox or line six and if i wanted a vox i would buy a vox because they're nice but um uh their selection was just tiny and i was looking at the guitars i was just like i'll just mess around and check out some guitars guitar selection was really poor too uh and i just kept brian and i just kept wandering around the store and we remembered oh yeah guitar center is dying <laughs> right
0: i wonder if have you been to a guitar center in a different city uh no i haven't either i would think that they're better not yeah. in spokane
1: yeah spokane first off is kind of a smaller city i think it's it's like the it's like the 90 somethingth largest city yeah, in the right country they're
0: about the hundredth yeah, yeah somewhere in there same size as Boise. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: which, in the grand scheme of things, isn't that big, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe a maybe a different guitar center. Or like, I watch YouTube and I watch Andertons. Uh, and the British people, the the English people. Yeah, uh, and I see their shop and I'm like, oh man, I should go to guitar yeah. center. And then I went there and it was just really this isn't the same. Not yeah. the same. Not the same at all. This yeah. is like a giant building, like a full building with right. like a shop in the back and stuff. And their uh, their shop guy. Has a little bench like in the middle of the store. It's like tiny.
0: uh, I feel like uh, you know Guitar Center half of the store so about half of it is guitars and amps and then the other half is split between live audio equipment and and drums. Yeah. And stuff like that. So I feel like we need a real guitar specialty store in this area. Mm -hmm. You know one that go in and talk to somebody who actually knows anything about guitars. Yeah. As opposed to anybody working guitar center.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like those, the guy that was there today was all right. Was he? Like he helped Brian, uh, configure a PV 6505 plus. Okay. Uh, and he was showing Brian like, here you're going to use preamp for gain and stuff like that. And he changed some settings and helped Brian out. And I was like, okay, that, that was a, that was a good, good move on his part. Like good work. But most of the time when I go to Guitar Center, they're just like hanging out with each other and talking. Right. Uh,
0: so the helpful Guitar Center employee is few and far between. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah.
1: They're usually just better at starting bands. Right, right. <laughs>
0: they're all like, yeah, I'm in like three bands right now. You should check out our sound. Yeah, but can you like, can you help me find a good? No, no, man. Just check out the sound real quick. Sounds real great. Mm. Yeah, chugging those tones. Listen to my tones. Yeah, but can you help me make those tones? So I'm like, nope. Too busy, man. Too busy listening to my own tones. You should pick up this Fender
1: Blues Junior Deluxe. <laughs> uh, I play metal. <laughs> no, I'm man, but it's a acoustic- great
0: blues guitar. Really good for blues. I'm in the acoustic section. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. no Guitar Center employees.
1: Niche discussion about... Isn't everything easy. a niche discussion, Andrew? Pretty much. Is politics Espe-
0: not a niche discussion?
1: Especially on our podcast. Yeah. Everything is a niche discussion.
0: So are, we're like, a, you know, we'll, we'll throw a bunch of stuff up against the wall and hope something sticks. Yeah, pretty much. You. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, so far, the only thing that's stuck is tech and politics.
0: That's just what happens to be changing every week. Except for yeah. politics. Nothing new is there. Yeah, it's true. Bernie. Well, Bernie. <laughs>
1: Chip. Ber- Bernie and Trump are going to debate.
0: Yeah. Uh, hopefully. And uh, you you tweeted that. Yeah. Uh, the, the that Bern- Bernie said he wanted to debate in the largest arena they had or largest stadium. And um, obviously nobody told Bernie that the largest stadium is in South Korea. Yeah. And it's <laughs> a capacity of 150,000 people. And I believe it belongs to a mega church over there. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> It might be kind of weird if you have little hand Trump and socialist American burn Jewish Bernie, uh you know, battling be, it out in a mega church auditorium.
1: It'd be awkward, but dude, I would pay to go see that. I would you, I don't think I don't think you'd even have to pay, but I would go.
0: Uh you'd like you'd get a plane ticket to South Korea? No. Okay. <laughs> so so hypothetically, if it were like in Cordulan or Spokane Within driving distance, yeah. and it was free, then you would go.
1: If we if even if it were in Seattle, mm-hmm. if it were in a giant South Korean mega church stadium, right. But not in, in South Korea. In Seattle. In Seattle, yeah. I would drive to Seattle to go see that. Naturally. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Perfect. It's <laughs> great. Yes. Yeah. Um. Did you see anything about what uh what Google and the uh the coding? I guess, firm Oracle are battling over or have been for the last five years?
1: Uh, I haven't heard much about it. I, I'm aware it has to do with Android and right. Google Google developing for Android.
0: Right, so Google owns Android. Yes. Android is Google's mobile operating system. And there's an 80% chance, if you're listening to this on a phone, you're listening to it on Android. Uh, and Oracle is the development firm that develops and owns java which is the programming language that android is actually based off of or coded in Mm -hmm. so when people develop mobile apps um, like podcatcher or youtube or anything on android it's developed in java which is um, owned by the company oracle so, Google and Oracle have been in this uh, legal battle for about five or six years, claiming that Google owes them like serious, oh. serious money for using it, uh, for using Java. But yeah. Google has been arguing that it is free. Um, it's fair use. Fair, yeah. Google's been arguing that Java, the way that they're using Java, um, for profit, and it is for profit, obviously. Yeah,
1: It's it's open source, but it's still for profit.
0: Right, not open source. Java's not open source. Oh, Java's not open Java source. Is Android is open Oracle. source. Yes, and so the way that um, Google is using Android and has been using it, uh, they're claiming it is fair use because um, they've developed it in a new and unique way uh, as opposed to how Java was originally intended to be, you know licensed yeah i suppose okay. um huh. and a recent court ruling ruled in favor of google okay so google according to the courts now doesn't owe oracle any licensing whatsoever which would that would be hundreds of millions billions of dollars in licensing fees yeah if they did have to uh, go Ooh. through oracle so that's a big blow to oracle but uh yeah but it helps Google out, which is already a multi-billion dollar company. So, obviously, they need a ton of help, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, but,
1: but Oracle owns like one of the most, like it owns the Java. The
0: most used computer programming uh, language in the world. Yeah, they it made is, all that yeah. Minecraft money, yo. Yeah, well, <laughs> almost. <laughs> did did kinda. they not? Well, kind of. It, it depends how it was licensed. But, okay. I yeah. don't.
1: Is Minecraft still developed in Java? Yeah, it's still latest. It
0: I, I believe it's still Java based. Okay. Um, what what this does is it sets a huge precedent for uh, future programming mm. um, firms in the industry uh, as to what constitutes fair use in it. So you know, like Apple developed Swift, the programming language for um, for iPhone and mobile development and yeah. iOS, and you know, this could be huge as to how uh, if they're owed licensing fees or anything like that in the future for any of their products. Yeah. So it's a it's a pretty big, pretty big ruling, and I think um, I know for a fact Oracle is appealing the ruling. Uh, yes. So it's still well, gonna go on for a few years, but.
1: <laughs> and o- Oracle is a legal company, right? How do you mean? A they're a- they're uh they're licensing. What what is Oracle? Are they developers or are they?
0: It's a it's a it's a company. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. huge. I was company. I was
1: under the impression they were like a firm and they were... Well,
0: they're huge. They're big. they okay. I mean, they developed the Java programming language. So. Okay,
1: so they they created it. I yeah. thought I thought Oracle was like a firm representing the creators of Java, and no, Java was the company. Oracle
0: owns Java. Okay. Yes. So oh, that's wow. yeah.
1: So that sucks even more. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so that's great, isn't Kids, it?
1: That 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 would have a huge huge impact yeah. on development of any kind. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, so that's uh, you know, that's exciting for like four of us.
1: Yeah, there's about four people.
0: <laughs> there's about four people there's, in the world. There's
1: who, us two, and then there's Jonathan Apple, and there's Stephen Java, and Michael Google.
0: Yeah. Sorry, got a text. Um, It it hardly happens. The only people that text me are here.
1: Was it Michael Google?
0: No, it was actually Steven Java. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, we're close. Especially after this whole Oracle thing, you know, he's been looking for a shoulder to cry on. We're tight. We're tight. Right, you know? Yeah, so that's cool. I guess. Legal stuff.
1: The law. Also known as Daredevil.
0: Right. Did you watch... Season two yet?
1: Yeah, I watched the whole thing.
0: How'd you like it? <sighs> Do you agree with me? Did we talk about this on a podcast?
1: Uh, yeah, we did a little bit. Okay. Uh, you, I don't know if it actually ended up in the episode. I think I cut it out. Oh, uh, way gorier. Kind of, kind of gross. Uh, the arc, the story arc, mm-hmm. wasn't as good as the first season. Nor was the acting.
0: You don't think the acting was as good?
1: The actor who plays Daredevil, uh, he is. Uh, he's an English actor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in the first season, it was kind of hard to tell. Uh, he hit his accent pretty well. Yeah. He slipped up a couple times in the second season, and it actually pulled me out of the, the I show. I did notice it, yeah. yeah. I
0: noticed it a couple times. It yeah. was weird. Um, I. Yeah. Everything was not. Maybe it's the novelty wore off Yeah, of Daredevil season one. Because it just, it's just a, like a different show. Yeah. Like it doesn't reflect or mirror any other superhero shows I could think of or movies. Just, mm-hmm. just in the... I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe because it, it has like this indie feel, but there's still the production value. Yeah. Like it's still there. And uh, the writing was never... Was not great in the first season anyway. Yeah. So maybe I just got tired of that in season two.
1: The, I really, really enjoyed the first season, uh, mainly for the first two episodes. <laughs> so I watched the first two episodes, which were directed by the same person. Uh-huh. And then the rest of the show was directed by different people, yeah. as most shows are. Yeah. Um, first two episodes had such great vision and uh, excellent cinematography. In fact, the director has won... I'm not sure if he's won Academy Awards. He's won many awards for cinematography. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd give him an award. Yeah,
0: he has. He has the Austin Seal of Approval. Yeah, there we go. Which is a very prestigious award. Yeah, it's an incredible honor.
1: I've been fighting for it for years.
0: Yeah, still, you are far from it, my friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the first two episodes got me really hooked on the show, and then the rest of the season kind of dragged on. Yeah, things picked up. Uh, the the end, last yeah. last last few episodes. Yeah, for sure, were great. I was uh, really impressed with the way they ended it because it was so open ended, but I still had closure, right. which is exactly what you want out of, the end of a season finale.
0: Yeah.
1: The things I liked about the second season were the Punisher.
0: Yeah, no, he's a great character for sure.
1: Really, they they did that character really, really well.
0: The um the actor who plays the Punisher and I, he was in The Walking Dead for at least yeah for a couple was, first couple seasons. He was Shane. Shane, right? Um. He is, he's a great, like, bad guy that's also kind of a good guy. antihero. <laughs> well, he, yeah, he's that, he's that in The Punisher, not in The Walking Dead.
1: Oh, oh, in The Walking Dead, yeah. In no. The Walking
0: Dead, he starts as a hero and becomes a villain, just but like Harvey Dent.
1: He was a part of the most interesting and boring season of the walking dead <laughs> isn't because that
0: true of all of the walking dead though it's true like the just, whole show is incredibly interesting but at the same time you're like it's so slow it's slow Yeah. it's
1: it's, it's like like you feel like the pace is like as if you were a zombie right
0: <laughs> um it really gets you in that immersive feel, you know
1: <laughs> yeah that's what they're going for right Director's just like zombies
0: <laughs> um everything zombies everyone's zombies the viewer zombies
1: but that 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 season, uh, I watched that at the same time as our friend Alex, and uh, we had totally differing opinions because he was airing on the side of uh, of Shane and Andrea, and like he was like really like oh Dale Dale and Glenn and uh, those characters are really uh, just being ignorant and. Uh, uh too hopeful and things like that and i was totally on the side of dale and Glut and everybody else and um it was it was a cool season because it had a lot of like moral complexity yeah which the show still has but less so Mm. (laughs) i actually didn't watch the second half of the newest season
0: i haven't watched since season three so
1: yeah season it's rough
0: I well, got this bored. It like show's I said, been rough. Well, like I said, I got, you know, it's, uh, <clears throat> first off, it, it's hard to do any show based off of a graphic novel, I guess, is The Walking yes. Dead and comic book. Yeah. Either way, it's, uh, it's hard to develop a show off of that because what happens is you use all of the good storylines. Yeah. early on early on
1: because because you have to get people watching
0: right and then the bad storylines are still there but you're not going to use them so you just kind of have to make up your own
1: it's um as someone who enjoys anime it's what happens to every anime based off of a manga (laughs) yeah uh especially like shonen jump which i don't like those animes but like naruto is probably one of the biggest animes ever And that was right. It happened. That's what happened with Naruto. Yeah. Until they did the the second series, which was great. Mm. Uh, You don't care about anime. We're not going to talk about anime. Somebody
0: might. I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe somebody. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, that speaking of anime, real quick. Okay. Uh, I think it's Warner Brothers who owns the rights, but they just announced they're doing a live action version of Full Metal Alchemist, which is one of. My favorite animes, and it's a really cool anime. Uh-huh. Uh, they're going to do a live action film. Crazy excited for that. Wow. Uh, I don't know what it's going to even look like, or like they just announced that they're planning on doing it. So, Andrew,
0: I, I really don't want you to get your hopes up. I know. Okay. I know. Well, so Ghost in the Shell is. Because none of that sounds like it'll turn out to be good. We'll see. Like it, it, If, it if it I were happen. an anime fan, I would not expect. First off, Warner Brothers have not been successful in yeah. uh in recent adaptations. It's true. Um and you know, anime what what's the last live action anime adaptation that you can think of that was any good?
1: Edge of Tomorrow. Or um Live Die Repeat. It's, yeah. Uh, that was the last one and that was okay. It was fine.
0: <laughs> you just I mean, yeah, you know.
1: Um but so, here's what they need to do, is they need to realize... So, Full Metal Alchemist was on Adult Swim for a really long time. Right. So,
0: it's on Cartoon Network, which means it was owned by WB. Yeah, which right.
1: means a lot of... It got a lot of exposure to people who wouldn't normally be interested in anime. Uh, all of the Toonami the shows. like That's why Dragon Ball Z was so huge in America. Because, oh, yeah. Because of uh, Cartoon, Cartoon Network. Network. Um. Uh, so, it's going to... I what I'm really hoping is WB doesn't try to turn it into like this giant uh, this giant money making machine. Rather, I would want them to appeal to nostalgia and just make a fan a show that um, a movie that caters to fans. Okay, it won't happen. Right. Absolutely, will not.
0: Yeah, fan service doesn't unless you have a huge fan base. Fan service does not make money. Yeah. Okay, so Star Wars works because (laughs) like star wars episode 7 worked great with fan service because star wars is 100 a household franchise and everybody knows star wars not everybody's seen star wars but they know of it and they see many people see the appeal to it whereas anime does not have that same sort of mass appeal uh there it's it's niche in a sense yeah um so fan service is just gonna go over the heads of most people that might come out and actually make like help the movie make money with box office sales or something yeah, like exactly. that. Exactly. So you have to appeal to other parts of them. Like you you really have to bring a great story, great acting, and great effects. And, ev- and all of those have to mesh together in the same way that fans are also going to enjoy.
1: And and here's the thing, is as long as they stay close to the anime they can skip out a lot because brotherhood which is what i'm assuming they're basing the movie on the second series uh has a great story arc and i like it a lot um if they like they i'm not worried about story really as long as they stay true acting i'm like i don't know there's a there are a lot of uh low profile actors who are great but the thing that i'm concerned about is there is a character in full metal alchemist who is a bodiless suit of armor (laughs) and he's the the primary like he's the main character practically there's two brothers and one of them is a bodiless suit of armor
0: so japanese
1: well his soul got transferred into the armor naturally in an alchemy accident of
0: course as Uh, always happens
1: and but he's like this like he's a little kid he's like 10 years old but he's like massive and powerful it's got it's kind of it's really cool uh but like the effects required to do that or like if they don't
0: oh it's doable you just need a budget
1: yeah if they if they have a good budget maybe it'll be fine yeah speaking of budget and movie effects warcraft are you going to see it no
0: you're not absolutely not Oh, I'm going to see it in 3D. Absolutely not. It looks so bad. It looks... It looks okay. terrible. How are people excited for this movie? The Do first time I saw the preview, I cringed. It looked so bad.
1: Do you want to know why I want to see it?
0: No, but tell me anyway.
1: <laughs> it's like the most impressive uh, CGI. No, it's not. Yeah, it the looks The CGI great. is bad. No, it looks That's awesome. why I'm not going to go see it. It looks really good. Ah, oh, No. <laughs> and coming from me who i just talked i talked a ton about cgi in um uh, one or two podcasts ago it looks pretty good no
0: it does not (laughs) it looks so fake
1: that's fine no it's not it's like a cartoon
0: no it's not
1: as long as the CGI okay. no, within no, no, no. the world of the movie this looks consistent, then this, I'm fine.
0: This isn't Space Jam or Looney Tunes back in action. Okay, if I'm getting good CGI, I want to be. I want to imagine that these are actually real creatures, not something based off of a video game that they have to load up with CGI in order for you know in order to represent something.
1: Well, you can like it's the the principle goes along with like Pixar. Ra- Pixar doesn't have to be realistic for me to believe that the characters and the animation is like realistic in in its own world
0: no pixar but pixar i was trying to explain this with looney tunes you know pixar it it's movies are cartoons they are a cartoon animation company yeah. Whereas Warcraft is not a cartoon movie, it's a live-action movie with way too much CGI.
1: It's like 80% cartoon and 20% live-action. But it's action. not supposed to be. Yeah, it's that's not. That's the difference. Yeah, okay. So I, I understand your concern, and I understand why you wouldn't want to see the okay. movie. I'm aware that it's going to be really bad.
0: The plot is probably non-existent. I'm mm. sure the scripting is terrible. The fight but scenes are probably going to look cool. That, that That's mostly why I'm going. It'll be an awesome 3D movie. It's different than... I would go and see other movie like I would probably go see X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. Because despite the fact that it's getting terrible revu- terrible reviews, I know the characters. Mhm. Okay, right? that's fair. And I can I like understand the storyline behind it and you know, I think the effects are probably going to be really cool in that too. Yeah, they they always are. So, I'm going to go see it even though it's probably not a great movie. Whereas Warcraft, I have no like there's nothing drawing me towards it i didn't play world of warcraft i never played the actual game warcraft yeah. um these characters seem super cheesy the cgi doesn't look good nothing looks good about this movie to me nothing appeals to me
1: yeah <laughs> uh, uh what <laughs> appeals to me is almost that it's unappealing like it's kind of it kind of looks bad already it looks really if so like 15 or 20 years from now, when we look back on movies that were made in this time that were quote unquote campy, sure. The way that we look back on, on camp, campy eighties movies, <laughs> gremlins,
0: which uh, is our the, favorite campy eighties. Yeah, movie. absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, they live the goonies, that sort of stuff. People are going to look back on our movies and they will not remember Warcraft. Of course not. They'll look back on like transformers and call it. Oh, yeah. They'll call that campy. Yeah, for sure. Um, with Warcraft, I I it just I kind of already have this sense of like it's gonna be kind of bad. So
0: So okay. But you're gonna go see it in three D. Yeah. You're gonna go spend It's like
1: fourteen bucks.
0: Fourteen bucks on it. I've heard you say for other fantastic movies that are coming out that you would not spend fourteen dollars to go see me or ten dollars to go see a movie. You're yeah. gonna wait for it to come out in the discount theater. Yeah. That's what's so infuriating for me, Andrew.
1: It's, it's it's a matter of because because with theaters you're paying for the room that you're in and the 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 nice seats and the experience and especially with 3d you're paying for like the 3d glasses and the expensive projector and things like that uh and so you're a huge part of the money is going to the experience and there are movies that you see in theaters because you like it's the like gravity gravity in 3d oh absolutely yeah that's one of the awesome movies that you go see in theaters in 3d uh a movie that and i i kind of regret not seeing the revenant in 3d because i'm aware that the cinematography is incredible and it would have been
0: at all no i haven't
1: i haven't seen it yet
0: okay or the hateful eight
1: or the hateful eight i was actually gonna watch the hateful eight last night and then i realized it was one in the morning (laughs) and it's like a long movie i mean yolo yolo right Um, but with these movies, uh, if it, if I can enjoy the art without the theater experience, I would almost rather do that. Like just be in my room late at night or that sort of thing and enjoy it that way. Whereas in a movie theater, I just want a huge screen and huge loudspeakers and craziness. It's just kind of like a thrill sort of thing. Yeah. Like we saw Captain America and I've only seen any of the Marvel movies in theaters and I've maybe watched one of them at home afterwards. Really? Like I've watched most of them once in the theater cuz that was that's the best way to watch it.
0: Well, yeah, but you know, you don't want to relive that experience sometimes, right?
1: I mean, sometimes Andrew, uh,
0: I watch I, Iron Man whenever I have the opportunity. Yeah, so
1: I've watched Iron Man a few times cuz I, I legitimately like that movie. Okay. Um The Avengers. The Avengers uh, I think I maybe saw that one twice.
0: Okay. I saw it in theaters for sure. I'm trying to think of the good Marvel movies. Like like they're they're all good movies. Yeah. Like the but like the best ones. The ones that are the least like campy, cheesy. Which so, is like Iron Man and maybe the Avengers.
1: Iron Man and the Avengers and uh captain america the second one winter yeah, soldier the winter soldier that was great yeah uh i actually didn't i didn't see that one in theaters and i didn't see the second thor in theaters but i never watched the second thor at all so it doesn't matter
0: uh i watched it the other day did you you don't need to watch it
1: yeah i figured i first off thor isn't really a character in the avengers movies anymore <laughs> he hasn't he was
0: okay he wasn't in civil war but they just didn't have the budget for it yeah right Oh, he, it'd probably be really hard to juggle a, a god into you know like yeah. what side does the god go on
1: yeah that's true well i and it makes sense because for one it was a captain america movie it wasn't an avengers movie right and for another why would thor care about american politics or earth politics right
0: he's norwegian yeah. which is the purest race but yeah they, they're
1: they not even humans i right. don't think their dna is entirely different
0: absolutely I really want to go to have you been to an AMC like the one in Spokane?
1: Yeah. Uh I really want to see one because they have the the big, like comfy chairs now. Yeah. That, that's why I want to see a, a movie there. Yeah. Uh I'm waiting on a good movie. Uh like like not probably not Warcraft. Right. Because that's probably gonna be like twenty dollars in three D. Right. And I don't I won't care enough. Um
0: yeah, I'll probably wait on you, I don't really care about 3D because, you know, you can't wear 3D glasses over glasses. And yeah. uh, I have those. Yeah. And uh, if I do wear contacts, I have an astigmatism. So 3D doesn't really have a big effect anyway. Yeah. Which is kind of dumb. <laughs> so 3D sucks for me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I would see, I'd like to see Suicide Squad. I heard yes. that's actually getting good reviews yeah, at the I, AMC. It's just hard to get tickets. Yeah, know? that's the thing. Yeah.
1: When does when is Suicide Squad out?
0: Uh, pretty soon. Pretty soon. Okay. Next month or so, I believe. Uh, June sixteenth yes. is coming to my head, but that's not right.
1: I think it's June. Brian said it was August, but I'm pretty sure it's
0: June. Oh, it's not August. There's no way.
1: Um, I am really excited and hopeful for what they do with Suicide Squad. Yeah. They spent like however many thousands of dollars on reshoots to make it funnier. So, I really hope it's supposedly funny. allegedly. So allegedly. <laughs> so, I'm hoping it's funny and not forced.
0: Okay. Here's there's two issues. The executive producer is Zack Snyder. Yeah. Issue one. Uh, he's not a funny man. If you saw 300 or Man yeah. of Steel or Batman vs. Superman, um, yeah. I don't think I laughed. Well, yeah. I laughed once or twice in Batman vs. Superman. Mm-hmm. Um but nobody else did. <laughs> so uh, uh but and Suicide Squad is coming out August 5th. August 5th? Okay. It seems like a huge huge um advertisement cycle.
1: Well, they uh they were they were trying to keep a low profile, remember? And then at Comic-Con oh, there was a bunch of leaked stuff and so right. they had to start advertising early on. Okay,
0: if you're going to show something at Comic-Con, it's going to get leaked. Well, everybody has their phones out. So they're not leaking... They're leaking it, quote-unquote, but they know it's going out. Yeah. Like, it's completely intentional.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, long advertisement cycle. Kind of, like, really drawn out. I'm really just kind of... In a way, and I hate to say this, but I just kind of want the movie to be over with. Like, I just want well, I want to, to see it. I want it to come out. I want to see it. And I want the reviews to happen. And I want it to affect everyone's views on what the next... Like, I, I'm almost more interested in it for the sake of... The DC Cinematic Universe, right? Because this movie could redeem it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: and we're we're talking cast and production. I think it will, but execution is an entirely different thing. Right.
0: (laughs) So the long, the length of the promotion that goes into a movie should be dependent on how much uh how much somebody's like the general populace is looking forward to the movie. So if you remember Star Wars Episode Seven. Every single time you saw something new with Star Wars Episode 7 you're just like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait for this to come out. Mm-hmm. Every little morsel of you were just like, you know, eating up and churning over in your head, you're just like, oh, this is going to be the coolest thing in the world. Not so with Suicide Squad. Suicide yeah. Squad, is like, okay, after the first teaser, the second teaser, I'm like, wow, that looks really cool. I can't wait to see it. After the third or fourth one, I'm like, okay, can you just let- release the movie? Like, I'm not... You're not hyping me up anymore. I just want to see the movie.
1: I wasn't looking forward to the movie based on anything that they had promoted until they did the funny trailer with the, with all of the Will Smith jokes and, uh, and Harvey Quinn being all hot and stuff like that. And <laughs> Harvey Quinn, A uh, Harley Quinn, <laughs> uh, when, with Harley Quinn being all hot and stuff,
0: Harvey Dent and Harley Quinn's daughter. Yeah. Harvey Quinn, yeah,
1: Harvey Quinn. Um, but, so now I'm actually looking forward to the movie itself, because before it was just the idea of the movie, and I think that's what's dangerous about all of these comic book movies, is, like, Batman versus Superman, the idea of that movie is awesome.
0: Right, yeah, oh, absolutely.
1: But, (laughs) but, as we've seen, uh, it's a little harder to, to execute. (laughs) Andrew, I can't
0: tell you how many, um... not not old people, but, like, people over the age of 30, I can't tell you how many of them have asked me, so why are Batman and Superman fighting? Yeah. You know, what's the deal? What's going on? Aren't they both good guys?
1: (laughs) I had somebody ask me that at work, and I was just like, I don't know, maybe you should watch the movie and find out. (laughs) And then then I backed way off. Like, uh... (laughs) (laughs)
0: I've also had to tell several people. Um, also, don't go see it unless you're a huge fan of of like the universe already, because you'll I, hate it.
1: I'm gonna make myself sit down and watch it. Uh, no, it, pretty soon. It's
0: entertaining.
1: I uh, yeah, and when it comes down to it, that is really all I care about with these movies. Like, I'm aware that DC movies are not going to stand up to the Christopher Nolan. Batman films seriously. So so I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to expect these huge, impressive works of art, right? uh, Out of Zack Snyder. Although I would actually, I would say that Zack Snyder movies before Sucker Punch were a form
0: of art. Three hundred. Three hundred was awesome. What did he have before that? Um. Was Watchmen was not Zack Snyder, was it? Yes, it was. Oh, okay.
1: Uh, Watchmen was Zack Snyder. Let's see, he did three hundred. He did Watchmen. What else did he do?
0: When did Sucker Punch come out? Sucker Punch 2010?
1: came out in like twenty ten. Okay. Uh, Watchmen
0: was oh nine. Three hundred was oh seven.
1: Yeah, somewhere in there. Okay. Well, Zack Snyder usually does like in Man of Steel. Man of Steel was fine.
0: I actually really liked Man of Steel. Yeah. Like, so, I got emotional during it. Yeah. Which. <laughs> Which was it usually very, happens to me. Yeah, which usually happens to Andrew. Usually, I get emotional at parts other people would typically get emotional at. Okay, so that, um, that's how it usually goes. But I guess in Man of Steel, nobody else got emotional when uh when um uh what's his face um uh bad guy. No, no, no. Who's the who's the father?
1: Um, uh, Kevin Jarrell.
0: The, huh.
1: Jorrell? Kevin, uh the actor yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Russell Crowe?
0: No. In Super in Man of Steel, oh, the shoot, dad was he? He was in uh, all those sports movies. He's been Kevin in Kevin every- Costner. Thank you. I'm like Kevin something. Kevin Costner, when he went in for the dog into the tornado, I cried. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which was Nobody else was crying at the t- <laughs> my uh the person who I was watching the movie with looked over and they were like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "You, you, you but Jesus would have done the same thing. You would have gotten in the end the dog in the tornado."
1: It went a whole different way in Smallville.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it the movie was shot beautifully, like yeah, oh, that's it, that's the best that was, part of Zack Snyder. I did see it. I saw that in IMAX 3D.
1: Oh, that's got to be great.
0: It was amazing. Yeah. So uh, that's why maybe that's why I like Man of Steel.
1: That's why I would call Zack Snyder movies art is because they are so beautifully shot they are, and yeah. so And that's uh, and like 300 is so themed. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's like it's like you like he adds all like the mysticism and like yeah. the the cool 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 mythology stuff. Yeah. And that made the entire movie like that much better and that much more artsy. Right.
0: Uh, Watchmen wasn't as good. I didn't see Watchmen. I've seen 300. I've seen, um, I saw part of Sucker Punch. S-
1: Sucker Punch was really bad.
0: Yeah, it was the girl. It was the the cheerleader from Glee. Yeah, was the main actress. I'm like, wasn't well, she pregnant? <laughs> yeah, su-
1: Sucker Punch. He tried to do the thing where it was like the dream within the dream, sort of a thing. Uh, not really like Inception, but like, but like these- worse. But like worse and didn't make as much sense. And right. It was entirely pointless. And he didn't. And yeah, I won't reveal the ending, I guess, even though it came out six years ago and wasn't good.
2: You
0: can't. But, who cares?
2: Well,
1: it was just, it, he pulled the thing at the end where the events really happened, but they weren't in like the dreams and stuff weren't real. So it happened in a different way in the real world. Like she was like crazy. Oh, oh, it was one of those. Gotcha. Uh, she was like fantasizing the entire time. Okay. Uh, like kind of like Pan's Labyrinth.
0: I haven't seen that either. David yeah, Bowie, rest in peace. <laughs> Is that right? Is that the right one? Nope. He wasn't in that? No. Oh. No. Awkward. There's a, there's Still another, there's a, there's a,
1: there's a naked fawn. Fallen. Uh, so, which is basically the same thing as David Bowie being in that weird, terrible
0: green thing. What is uh, what's that, David Bowie? La- it's called Labyrinth. Oh, it's not. So there's Pan's Labyrinth. Pa- and...
1: Pan's Labyrinth is a Spanish Guillermo del Toro oh, yes. horror okay. film. Okay. Okay. Yes, different. Okay. Beautiful movie. With you. Probably my favorite horror film ever.
0: Yeah. My... Not
1: horror as much as Guillermo del Toro can be.
0: My favorite horror movie was How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days.
1: Ooh, chills.
0: Chills. Dude. Kate Hudson. (laughs) Seriously. Convincing actress.
1: 100%.
0: Yeah. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Amazed he did not win the Oscar for that one.
1: I always mix up that movie and... um, Failure to Launch? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Honestly, as rom-coms, both are actually... They're pretty good.
1: Rom-coms are... They get all the crap... As far as movies go,
0: I love rom coms. There
1: is a great place in my heart for rom coms.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I uh did. We should have a rom com night. Uh,
1: absolutely, I, I, all of our friends get all of our friends together for sure. Well, we've watched The Notebook together before.
0: Yeah, but that's not a rom com. No, it's really. not a rom com. It's just like a dramatic romance kind of.
1: What What would you say is your favorite rom com?
0: Oh, it's it's probably one of the, well, no Hitch.
1: Yeah, Hitch is mine. Hitch, yeah. H- Hitch is Hitch is the best the rom- ultimate rom com yeah, for sure. Well, it's almost the anti-rom-com because it's, it's sort of self-aware in a sense of like making fun of the, the romantic movies like, oh, this is the part where we do this and like that sort of thing. Right. Great. Great movie. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Kevin James is. Kevin James is Kevin awesome. Kevin James is the best part.
0: The The only better role that Kevin James has done is Paul Blart Mall Cop 2.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> so speaking of works of art in film.
0: Right. <laughs> Dude, made me want to segue so bad. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Now we should have a rom com night. I'm thinking. Uh, well, so I had a, a co worker make me watch 27 Dresses with Catherine Heigl.
1: Oh, I haven't watched that yet. Don't. My girlfriend was watching it one time. Not great. Didn't care. Not great. Uh, so for a rom com night, my mom has. We have. We have four sleeves Wait. of. Okay. Yeah. Of movies. Uh-huh. Uh, there's, there's one that's kids' movies from when Joel and I were younger. So it's full of, like, Macho Libre and stuff like that. Um, there's one that has action movies, which all of us watch, my whole family. Mm-hmm. There's sci-fi movies, which are my dad's. And there's rom-coms, which are my mom's. And it's a huge, giant book full of rom-coms. Right. And I'll just bring that over.
0: I am thinking... Okay. I am trying to think of a rom-com I've been meaning to watch. Anything with uh with Rachel McAdams in it? Yeah. Is is fantastic. I'll definitely watch that.
1: Did you watch
0: The Devil Wears Prada? Uh yes, with Anne Hathaway and Meryl Streep. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Emily Blunt. She she had a I mean she had a minor role. She was like the fifth had the fifth most screen time.
1: It was weird because she didn't shoot anybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it really an Emily Blunt movie if she's not murdering people?
1: That's probably why she had a minor role. She's yeah. like, I'll <laughs> take it, but... <laughs> Don't
0: make me speak too much. She, she I was only... like,
1: they offered her the main character, <laughs> right. Anne Hathaway's role, and she's like, okay, how many action sequences? Right, And they're like, none. And she's like, what? I'll take a minor role then. <laughs> <laughs> I, only,
0: uh, I only say about 25 lines in each of my movies, so unless the main act, actor has like 25 other gun scenes in addition to that i'm not gonna be able to fill up this main role
1: i don't get out of bed for more than three headshots yeah less than three headshots (laughs) (laughs) i actually really want to see uh sicario sicario yeah uh i heard it was solid
0: Hmm.
1: right on uh cool crime film right on right on what so we're just gonna keep rolling on this movie thing sure what would you say is your favorite cinematography in a movie?
0: Oh, uh that's hard.
1: Well, I'm just say not your number one favorite, just list some really like your top. top obviously, top.
0: obviously the Nolan films. Yeah. Okay, so Interstellar comes to mind straight away for yeah. cinematography. Mind-blowing. Gorgeous, gorgeous work. Super cool. Um you know Zack Snyder has good cinematography. Uh
1: 300 is a beautiful movie.
0: Man of, like Man of Steel is probably my favorite one he's done. Yeah. Um, yeah absolutely. I'm trying to think of non superhero ones. <laughs> you know, Chris <laughs> Nolan, Zack Snyder, both super superhero directors, yeah, basically. That's true. Um I am a big fan of I like Scorsese's movies.
1: Yeah, he's he has great camera work in uh in The Departed. Yep. What? Justin's in the room real quick. He's making some weird faces.
0: Yeah. Oh well. Okay. So his. So Justin just
1: said Wes Anderson, Grand Budapest Hotel. Wes
0: Anderson has a very
1: Great quirky, uh,
0: stylistic. It's it it's absolutely his style. You could point it out from a hundred miles away.
1: He uh, there, there's a rule in cinematography called the rule of thirds, and it's in photography and everything. He does not use it. Right. He he every all of his shots are uh, centered. Uh, and and mostly symmetrical.
0: And sleep swimming. <laughs> Nightcrawler. Oh. oh,
1: Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler was, uh, was fine. Justin just said Nightcrawler. Uh, Nightcrawler was fine. It was one of those movies where this. It was really subtle. Good camera work. What's the one we just saw
0: with Zach, uh, not Jack, Jake, Gyllenhaal Oh, Uh Darko.
1: Construction, deconstruction, demolition, demolition, demolition oh, with Jake Gyllenhaal. So, 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 it was good. It was fine. But, I think Justin's just talking about Jake Gyllenhaal movies now.
2: Donnie yeah. Darko. <laughs> uh,
0: Wes, An- okay, so Wes Anderson. Uh, I have to be in the right mood for Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. Um, because it's very, it's like, uh, it's a strangely positive. It's like there's a weird positive feel to the movies.
1: You don't even like the major key.
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't like any songs with the major key, okay, <laughs> too happy. Way too, too happy. Too happy. If it's not in a minor key, I don't want to listen to it. Make
1: it sadder.
0: <laughs> the song's great, but it needs it it needs more tears. More heartbreak, please. More heartbreak. Uh so Wes An- I I have to be in the right mood for a Wes Anderson movie. I can see that. Um I guess I like a darker aesthetic with movies for some reason. Mhm. Um which Wes Anderson doesn't really adhere to. No, I do uh, like... Wes Anderson th- is super English comedy. Right. I do love... Um, who did There Will Be Blood? Who was the um, the director? Who oh, did the... I don't remember his name. He okay. just
1: did the Radiohead music video, Daydreaming.
0: Okay. So whoever that was, I loved the cinematography in There Will Be Blood.
1: It was great. It was excellent.
0: Not to say anything about the um, terrible, terrible soundtrack that it had, the d- the one that distracted me and pulled me out of the movie and made me not enjoy it. Paul Thomas Anderson yeah, is who did There Will Be Blood.
1: Excellent director. What else has he done?
0: Um, Oh, he did Inherent Vice. I haven't seen it.
1: Which was also Wes Anderson, I believe.
0: Ooh. Uh, oh, no, I wasn't. I'm wrong. Oh. I did Punch
1: Drunk Love. Oh, he did Boogie Nights. That's a cult classic.
0: Classic. And uh, Magnolia.
1: Oh, Magnolia is excellent.
0: Birdman was great. That was uh, Alejandro Inarritu. Yeah, is that right? Uh, Inarritu. Inarritu, very close. <laughs> uh. Yeah, uh,
1: that movie. If you don't know anything about camera work, that movie is in one take. Yeah, you know things about well, camera work that movie's not in one take. Three takes. It's it's three takes, and it is so good fantastic
0: uh,
1: well i keep i keep calling movies works of art which they are that movie is one of the yeah. most artful movies i've seen in recent years i think
0: that was um that was the most exciting thing for me about i haven't seen the revenant yet which it's been like yeah i know it's been either. like nine months since it I, came out like, i haven't been
1: i haven't been super like i just wasn't really drawn to it I, despite the cast and the, the the work
2: the
0: greatest thing the most exciting thing about the revenant for me was the um the alo al- whatever guy alejandro Inarritu. sure whatever make it up as you go <laughs> that guy was directing it yeah and tom hardy was in the cast Yes. And I love both of those things. Yes. Leo yes, being yes. there, whatever, probably didn't deserve the Oscar for it, but he got his Lifetime I, Achievement Award.
1: I absolutely do not believe that Leo deserves the Oscar for that, especially considering his past films.
0: Tom Hardy's a great actor.
1: From what I'm told, Tom Hardy stole the show in that movie and did had a better performance than Leo, but he was a supporting actor. Right. Which is, uh, was he nominated for Best Supporting Actor?
0: I don't know. Was he?
1: I don't know. The the guy who was in Some Bridge Party. of Spies for 30 Minutes won. Oh, right?
0: <laughs> Seriously? When we watched o- that. Over Mark Ruffalo. I know. When we watched that, I was just like, this guy won the best supporting ac- Like He says things so I can say things as deadpan as he can.
1: And in the same German accent. Yeah. Actually, that guy might actually be German.
0: He, but- he probably is German. <laughs> and I don't. My German accent's not great. So... <laughs> uh,
1: uh, is Tom Hardy confirmed the next James Bond? No. No? No. No?
0: Rumor. Rumor. Conjecture.
1: Okay. That's what I so it's still it still could be Idris Elba.
0: <laughs> I don't think that's happening, Andrew.
1: I really want it to, and that was one of the rumors that I heard. Um but Daniel Craig turned down the next James Bond movie, so they're scrambling to get somebody.
0: It's probably because everybody hated him as James Bond.
1: Well he's like forty eight.
0: So what? <laughs> he can't keep doing it. Yes, he can. Some people he, just hated him for it. What's that? People just did not like him for it. He had the. He was nominated for the best
1: actor. He was okay. Um, ta- okay. Daniel Craig was a solid James yes. Bond. Uh, I was fine. The, well, I did not watch Spectre. I heard it was really fun. I watched. Back.
0: Spec- I watched Spectre. You did. It was good. I heard it was. Fun. I do remember. I would try and remember. I was just like, "Did I watch Spectre? <laughs> they are. They're all the same to me." <laughs> uh, I, okay, so Casino Royale was awesome. Oh, I loved Casino Royale. It was
1: such a James Bond movie, yeah. and it was such a strong start for a new James Bond.
0: Absolutely, yeah, super fun. I would, I would love to watch that right now. I, I, I'm I totally in the mood for that. But
1: but we're doing a podcast right now so
0: so right. hold your horses Austin. Um <laughs> just throw it on in the background it's fine. Quantum of Solace? Confusing.
1: Confusing? Kind of cool that it started off right at the end of Casino Royale. Cool cool way to do it. Confusing movie. Didn't wasn't invested in the characters even after Casino Royale. I wasn't invested in anyone.
0: I was so I was so confused in that movie like I went and saw it in the theaters. And everything was happening, and I didn't know what was happening. Like that was not the case with Quantum of Solace. Yeah, i no, I'm sorry. With uh, Casino Royale, but with yeah. Quantum of Solace, I was all over the place. Could not understand it. Mm-hmm. Skyfall was a good movie. So I like Skyfall.
1: So I was all right, when I went to watch Skyfall. I was skeptical of it because of Quantum of Solace. Went into Skyfall, got into it at first. There's that a s- alert, I guess. There's an explosion towards the beginning of the film. They blow up like this giant building. And the explosion effects were so bad, it took me out of the movie from that point, And I couldn't get back into it after that point. And I still haven't watched the movie since. <laughs> yeah. I need to rewatch it. I, I, I admit that that's on me, and it's not really on the movie. Right. Also, Adele. Adele. It was fine. <laughs> still, <What>? Adele. <laughs>
0: Skyfall it's fine
1: yeah <laughs> that was your that was
0: your issue with with that movie
1: no I'm just I'm I'm just bitter about James Bond tracks because they have had so many great people do it but they've also skipped over so many great singers and now they have Adele Andrew has, has Ed
0: Sheeran done it yet stop no who cares who cares about Ed Sheeran Ed Sheeran's
1: next right? I'm betting ya Huh? Especially, uh, Ed Sheeran is next. No. He has to be. No. If they did Adele, Adele had only been around for like, what, three years? No. By the time. She'd only been popular
0: for like three years. Okay, whatever. But then the, she was like world famous, obviously has one of the best voices in pop music.
1: You, you look at that lineup of artists that they've had done that, uh, ha- had do it, and I don't care for John Lennon, but John Lennon is on that list, and that that's important. Uh, Uh... I go no, they didn't have Morrissey. I was about to say they had Morrissey.
0: Look, why don't? Why haven't they had Morrissey? John Lennon's probably my least favorite Beatle. Oh, he's by far my least favorite. My second least favorite is the rest of them.
1: <laughs> That's fair.
0: <laughs> Actually, uh, George Harrison was fine. <laughs> okay, he's good.
1: I'm, uh, I'm gonna rate the Beatles real quick. Okay. So first, f- first up on the top of the list, we got Ringo
0: Starr. Yeah. Excellent drummer. Cool solo act. Is he a good drummer, or was he just a drummer? He's a, he's a good drummer. He's he's really. Is he the alive one? Him no, and Paul McCartney. He's, he's dead. It's Paul McCartney. No, there's got to be two.
1: It's is George Harrison is dead. Oh, it, I guess it is Ringo. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. George Harrison's dead. Ringo's alive. Paul McCartney's alive.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ringo is my favorite. Uh. You no, know, he, he was a great drummer. A lot of people give him a, a huge inspiration credit. Dave Grohl uh, loved Ringo Starr. You know, what, I love Dave Grohl. Um, uh, Ringo, if you listen to Revolver, which is my only album that I really like, by the Beatles, Revolver, the drumming on that album is awesome. Mm. Uh, really inventive. There are parts where he just ride, he just hits the ride like in, in time really fast, but for like four measures and it's just awesome. Um uh yeah, really creative. Uh mm. so we have Ringo at the top, right. followed by Paul McCartney because he's freaking Paul McCartney and he's the king of
0: rock and roll. Sure. He should retire though.
1: Have you listened to his solo stuff? no Cause it's, it's kind of cool. Uh it's not really like like he could put himself out there and make more stuff, but he doesn't have to. He's earned not doing that. <laughs> Uh, followed by George Harrison, and then we have John Lennon way far down, like I f- think much further down. I
0: Okay, I like George Harrison better than Ringo Starr because George Harrison died when he was supposed to a long time ago.
1: <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's reasonable.
0: <laughs> Obviously, I'm not a huge Beatles fan. <laughs> I think, look, look kids. Okay, I had my Beatles phase. It lasted about a week, right? So, <laughs> as most high schoolers
1: did for about a week.
0: Uh yeah, yeah. And I, then they
1: still and then they still say that the Beatles is their favorite band.
0: Definitely not. Okay, so here's the thing about the Beatles and about most of those old bands. <clears throat> what they did at the time was amazing, revolutionary, fantastic. Whatever other random positive adjective you want to spin on it okay who cares the music now has been has been improved upon and they've used all these different techniques from back then combined them and made music better so why are we wasting time listening to crappy old music when we can be listening to generally better new music
1: and that's that's a totally valid point
0: okay and the same thing goes with math Yes. All right. We're not going to go study the Egyptian math. No. Okay. We're going to study freaking Isaac Newton, apple falling out of a tree, inventing calculus math. Yes. Okay. Because it's better and you can do more stuff with it. Yes. Okay. We're not measuring stuff in cubits anymore. We're not building giant pyramids. We realize that's pointless. It just takes up space.
1: And I agree with you uh, to a great degree The only band that I can listen to from way back when... uh, Two bands. Two bands that I can listen to from then that sound like modern bands because they were so good. Right. Led Zeppelin.
0: (laughs) Okay. Led Zeppelin. I love Led Zeppelin. I'm sorry. (laughs) Four is... is, is (laughs) Yeah, it's four.
1: Four is... It sounds like it was recorded yesterday. It's like the remaster sounds so good. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other band is Pink Floyd.
0: haven't listened to Pink Floyd. I associate them with Led Zeppelin, though, all the time.
1: Okay, so they're very different, but... Really? Really, really, really cool. Like, really cool. It's still in a rock, sort of, but listen to... um, uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Wish You Were Here. Dark Side of the Moon, solid album. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Listen to the song, Wish You Were Here, and tell me the recording doesn't sound like they did it this morning, (laughs) even though most of them are long gone. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And... I think part of why I like that uh, like listening to old music is the guitarist from then, like Dave Dave Gilmore from Pink Floyd was crazy awesome. Robert Plant. Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin. Well uh Jimmy Page. Robert oh, Plant was shoot. the singer. Sorry. You're fine.
0: That's what I meant. I totally meant Jimmy Page. Yeah. Believe good. me, I did. I,
1: I I believe you. Believe me, Andrew. <laughs> um Yeah, but I listened to like those old old guys and crazy inventive interesting stuff uh stuff that people still try to replicate now and don't do as good of a job yeah uh so as a guitarist it's better it's good to listen to that stuff
0: right right on yeah did you uh (laughs) so i had somebody come up to me today uh while i was working Mm -hmm. and uh today i was making pizzas that's what i was doing for work yes uh so as i was doing that some guy came up to me he was wearing a uh a shirt that said uh, Leroy Jenkins 2016 for president.
2: Oh, where and do I buy that? I know, right? Oh. And so
0: my friend and I, uh, the guy I was working with, his name's Brad. He's also into uh, 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 gaming and tech stuff. Yeah, so he knows. And so as soon as we both saw it, we looked at each other we're like, Leroy <laughs> Jenkins. Yes. And that dude is like, you guys are the only two people who know what this shirt means. Like, I work with a bunch of realtors. I'm an IT guy for them and they don't get anything. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I feel you. But he uh. anyway, aside from that anecdote, he was uh he was telling me that Windows 7 mm-hmm. automatically updated from Windows 10 on him a couple days ago. Yeah. Like to uh, to Windows 10 a couple days ago? Can they do that? I mean, they can do that cuz it's their software, but yeah. like No, they've they've been doing it. People it's all over Reddit. So there's this, like, we were just looking at Reddit, and there was this gif of this dude uh, gaming. I think he was Twitch streaming, because you could see his face. Yeah. Uh, but he was gaming. And then all of a sudden, the screen went black, and you could still see his face recording. And it said, when uh, hold on, Windows 7 updating to Windows 10.
1: This look of horror goes across his face. In the face. middle of
0: his stream while he was gaming. Obviously, he didn't mean to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, that's...
1: It looked like he was in the middle of a Counter-Strike tournament That
0: can cause so many issues Well like, no,
1: cause Like if we're, we're both on Max right now Uh, If that were to happen to us While we were recording a podcast We're an hour and seven minutes into recording There goes all of it <laughs> There goes an hour of
0: our time Right, right, yeah If they were just like Okay, we're done with El Capitan Let's do something completely different And like force it on you yeah. While you're in the middle of recording <laughs> And be like like, okay well
1: uh, and the, there are I, i'm wondering if it's happened in live productions like uh like Add in co- in arenas and stuff like that
0: i to it well
1: i mean i mean there are they there, usually
0: do like live mixing yeah in arenas right
1: yeah but the, but like the a lot of the times the camera operators a lot of that equipment is computer ran or like lighting shows or that sort of thing yeah it's usually a uh, computer programmed
0: i can't oh gosh I'm glad. Already, first off, Windows 10 is great. Yeah, we talked about this last podcast. But if you're happy with Windows 7, I understand them dropping support for it. You know, support for updating and keeping it secure because Mm -hmm. they're busy keeping supported like Windows 8, 8 8.1, and 10. Mm -hmm. That makes sense to me. But forcing them to update without without them wanting to. In the long run, it's a good thing, but in the short term, you're screwing a lot of people.
1: Uh, yeah, it kind of it sucks, but really, like when you're Apple and when you're Microsoft, uh, and you have to do something that kind of sucks, but it makes sense from a business perspective, you just kind of have to say to yourself, "Where are they going to go?
0: Linux?" <laughs> yeah, seriously, nobody wants to. <laughs> nobody wants to jump on Linux. No
1: one wants to use that. It's uh, a <laughs>
0: Like trying to imagine me setting my, mo- I can do Linux. I'm sure you could do Linux fine. Yeah. Just because we're we're millennials and we're we, tech savvy. Yeah,
1: we know things about computers. Like, like we grew, how to operate them. We
0: grew up learning new things about computers all the time. Yeah. And uh, Linux is it's Unix based, um, which is the same thing as OS X, yeah, Macs. So it's similar, and then there, it also has similarities with Windows as well, depending on which distribution you use. Mm-hmm. But trying to imagine my mom yeah. or my, oh my gosh, my grandma would be a nightmare. Grandma, I love you, but if if for some reason you ever just decided to switch to this new operating system called Linux, and um, you didn't know how to use it, please don't ask me. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't help you. It's it's something you have to learn by yourself almost, and there's just so many. It's not as user friendly as the mass marketed Windows or or Macintosh.
1: Seriously, and Linux is entirely open source. I believe. It is. Yeah. And which, if you're if you're tech savvy and you really want to make that jump, cool.
0: Lin- but I'm lazy. Linux. <laughs> For the lazy of us, we're willing to pay more for an easy operating system. Seriously. For the rest of us. By the way, shout out to um, Linus Torvalds, the <laughs> sw- the Swedish inventor of Linux in yeah. the early 90s. Um, yeah. Shout out to you. But <laughs> also shout out to Steve Jobs and Bill Gates for making yes. the rest of our lives way easier. Well,
1: Steve Jobs quote unquote making... <laughs>
0: it was Waz, and then everybody else that Steve Jobs used and abused after that. Yeah.
1: Bill Bill Gates, up until like really recent years, has still sat down and coded with his team. Yeah, like he's he's a cool dude. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, and
1: very 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 capable right. of coding. Oh yeah,
0: oh yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: What is a uh, what is Windows coded in like?
0: Um, basic. Basic. B a s i c. Yeah. Um. Or is it COBOL? Maybe it's both. Huh. Uh, uh, Most native Windows programs are coded in C Sharp. Okay. um, Which is C-based. C is based off of COBOL. It's, it's, I don't know, it's confusing. Not Unix.
1: Not Unix. Well, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I was just, I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's generally efficient as an operating system windows with the exception of windows vista and windows 8 yeah um everything else has been really efficient and that's something that mac does not really have going for they, it
1: they can't really boast that
0: like osx they it's very osx is very sleek and mm-hmm. beautiful and uh and powerful for um for graphics intensive things
1: and and somewhat user friendly, although people who are used to Windows will have a hard time.
0: I had had like a two month learning curve figuring yeah. out my MacBook. Yeah, I uh, just uh, what was that October or September that I got? Yeah, it.
1: yeah. Same with my girlfriend; she got one in like August. Right, because and... I
0: because I'd been using Windows for twenty years mm-hmm. and switching over to Macintosh. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what to do. How do I get to my desktop? Like, what is anything? I I'm I'm good with it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I know how to use uh, the Bash shell and everything, so I'm like probably more than you know now. Pro- probably, yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: I can use terminal
0: sometimes. That's what I'm talking about. Is oh, terminal.
1: I've I, I've used it on occasion. Okay, but I I can't like yeah.
0: <laughs> Computers, man.
1: I think the the time I was most capable at using terminal was when I was doing my own Minecraft server. naturally five years ago the
0: important things in life
1: early on yeah
0: yeah for sure
1: and i had to i had to learn how to port map and i had to learn how to yeah uh i had to yeah it was all this stuff i used terminal to like change the way my computer was running some stuff actually i don't know if i ever changed it back
0: and for a 15 year old andrew that's pretty badass
1: yeah that was quite badass for 15 year old andrew yeah especially since he couldn't sit and do anything for more than five minutes yeah (laughs) not that i can now still can't
0: but uh besides this podcast we've been doing a good job yeah uh speak speaking of coding so our friend clayton Mm -hmm. clayton i appreciate you thank you so much for um getting me an opportunity in the tech field which is what i've been looking for Mm -hmm. um he got me an opportunity at a possible future internship at a i think it's I can't tell if it's just a web design firm, or if it's also like native application coding, so like Swift and yeah. Java for um, for mobile. Um, <laughs> he got so he got me this job, kind of this this opportunity with uh, one of his small group friends, and so I emailed the guy. I'm like, hey, um, my name's blah blah blah. I have a little tiny bit of experience in like. HTML, CSS, Java, C++, not very fluent in it, and uh, kind of would be in over my head. But I just want to kind of get an idea of what I'm looking at uh, as soon as I get into it. I was wondering if you, you know, if I can get an opportunity. It's like, emails me back. He's like, yeah, yeah, come in. You know, as of recording, in nine hours, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, we're gonna give you a little test in. Uh, uh, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript and I'm like, okay, great see you then emailed them that back and then I just thought to myself I'm like, oh guess I have to teach myself HTML, CSS and Java and JavaScript <laughs> in two days <laughs> and, you know, there's a whole lot of um, <clears throat> I feel free to bleep this out but a whole lot of oh shit going on in my head yeah like, like, oh, I'm in over my head wasted this one, uh oh that sucks, <laughs> so that's going to be fun. That'll be fun tomorrow. I'll give you an update on what, yeah, yeah. on how that goes. fill, fill me in um,
1: <laughs> there there are a lot of awesome online resources. I don't know if two days was what the, the developers intended at Code no. academy
0: no uh, <laughs> I did okay so i like I told you this earlier yeah i there what there's the make a website part of Code Academy mm-hmm. where it teaches you pretty much everything. And HTML and CSS. Yeah. Those are not exhaustive languages. They're very simple. Yeah. Dr- I forgot.
1: I, I, I learned HTML like two years ago. I haven't used it since. Right. since probably could still use HTML for today. Sure. I could still type something up.
0: I took a web design class in high school for a semester. Um, and somehow they managed to, sh- to stretch it out over a full semester. I learned the same amount of material, if not more, in, um, in, in two hours on Code Academy. Yeah. Like I taught myself all of HTML and CSS like more than I'd ever known in high school in two mm-hmm. hours. JavaScript is a different story.
1: Jo- okay, R- <laughs> real quick. Yeah. When they did the Humble Bundle streams yes. and uh, Mojang or Moang, uh was doing a game, I, I watched them coding in Java and the guy messed up. Every other minute, like, right. like you would oh, type and you'd screw absolutely. up, then he type, then he'd screw up. And it was like this guy whose job is to code in Java, like mm-hmm. he's paid to do that. Right. So he's still having a hard time coding in absolutely. Java. And then from what I understand, Java is a really, really hard code.
0: Java is one of the most difficult languages to sit down and just learn. Hmm. Um, I'm learning JavaScript, which is different.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And let me explain that for you people who don't know the difference, because a lot of people don't know the difference, and I didn't know for a long time either. Um, Java is a, it's a native application language, so um, things like Minecraft, a lot of games are coded in Java, or like I said, Android is all coded in Java, whereas JavaScript is specifically a web language, a web browser language. So, um, it interacts with HTML and CSS, which are like the backbones of your web pages. And what JavaScript is, is anytime you interact with a web page, like there's a drop down menu or there's a form you fill out or there's like an interactive application inside the web page, um, it's generally JavaScript.
1: Facebook comments? Is that? I think Facebook is written in sure. PHP.
0: Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Um, and I don't know how much, but like Twitter,
1: but yeah, like a, like a comment section. Twitter, you
0: can write in JavaScript. A lot of news sites like uh, flipboard, which is an RSS reader Mm -hmm. is, is written in JavaScript. Um, and HTML and CSS, of course. Anyway, so I've, I'm trying to teach myself as soon as Andrew leaves, I'll be spending (laughs) a couple hours trying to figure out this JavaScript thing. So that's going to be great. Real fun. Great fun. Yeah. Much success. (laughs)
1: i love i love that stuff
0: (laughs) i'd love it so much more if i didn't have only two days to to fake my way through a through an interview kind of (laughs)
1: listen to me buddy what you need is some adderall and i can get you some but not at any
0: time when it's useful. I'll give me a month, month or so. A whole month, Andrew. I'll get you some Adderall. Well, shoot. I have a, I've actually been using a... So there's, there's, there's this entire... Um,
1: Are you telling me you've been getting Adderall? No. <laughs>
0: yes. No. <laughs> um, so there's this entire uh, section of brain science, I guess, called nootropics oh which, yeah which is like brain brain drugs like uh, like brain like hacking your brain using different
1: like like you listen to the static and stuff like that right
0: no okay go so ahead. nootropics are specifically drugs
1: oh they're supplements
0: Sup- yeah supplements and like sometimes drugs yeah um and there are a lot of it's pseudoscience uh, just to make money mm-hmm. um, just like most science is just to make money yep um, science isn't real
1: Listen to that, evolutionists. Boom, discipled.
0: Take that, people who don't believe in a flat earth.
1: (laughs) Neil deGrasse Tyson is crying himself to bed right now.
0: Uh, But um, anyway, so there are... um, Caffeine is a nootropic. Yeah. Like it's an actually effective and scientifically backed nootropic. So what it does is it, uh, it helps with focus... Um, and with energy, but the downsides are, like, you get jittery or maybe, like, too, um, too energetic in a mm-hmm. way. So uh, what a lot of people who use nootropics do is they uh, combine it with um, L-theanine, which is a drug found in, like, most teas hmm. that actually, like, oh. calm you. Yeah, keep your heart rate down without taking away your ability to focus.
1: That's why that's why uh, a lot of people will drink tea over coffee. It's why I've been drinking more tea over Mm -hmm. coffee recently because it uh, because I drink caffeine not quite for the opposite purpose because it still keeps me awake. Caffeine still bonds to melatonin, but I have ADD and so um, caffeine kind of brings me down in a lot of ways. And I've noticed that caffeine and tea does an even more effective job. And if I have like coffee or an, an an energy drink, I'll get kind of like tunnel vision. I'll just focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Oh, I mean, so I went to Walmart and bought um L-theanine capsules. What What are you point? Oh, you're point. No, that's that. Those are drugs. Those are prescription. Oh. That's for a different thing ah oh let's not talk about that we won't talk not on about the podcast
1: that. anyways
0: <laughs> like, <please don't> <laughs> <say>. <laughs> um okay so I, I tried to find caffeine pills at walmart too so i could just take really like pop a couple pills <laughs> like take caffeine and l-theanine and basically like just like hyper focus but be calm at the same time uh couldn't find it so anyway i'm i'm when I'm in a mood to, what I do is I, uh, when I go to coffee shops, I'm either reading, um, trying not to watch a ton of YouTube videos that are distracting, and um, teaching myself to code. Usually, mm-hmm. um, so when I do that, I'll I'll get like a coffee, and then I'll take an L-theanine capsule and I'll take oh. them both. Okay. So that actually helps a lot.
1: It it does. It has a good effect. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: And another thing that people recommend is creatine as well. Yeah. I've been, I've I've actually been been looking into that. So I've been uh, taking creatine every day, which is usually like a workout supplement Uh and it helps you gain some water weight. And I, I used to use it for that. Um, But the gym is for weak people who need to
1: learn Java in two days.
0: Sure. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) but uh javascript javascript yeah different right um
1: (laughs) learning java in two days would be impossible
0: but i'm using creatine and l-theanine and caffeine to uh give myself hyper focus so i can bs an interview Mm -hmm. which is what everybody should do (laughs) highly recommend austin seal of approval
1: austin seal of approval oh you (laughs) give that your seal of approval
0: uh yeah Andrew I developed it. Okay, I'm still trying to develop you but you're resisting. Okay.
1: <laughs> I, no matter what you do Austin, I'm going to see Warcraft in 3D this uh, summer. Gosh.
0: <laughs> I wish I could fix you.
1: <laughs> All right, so I just saw I just saw the 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 title in the notes but I didn't I, I don't know what you have planned for Okay, so. yeah. So uh Lay it on me.
0: I was in church on Sunday. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's a good thing. Yes. I do it sometimes. Yeah. Try to. Everybody should uh, find a good church and do it. Uh, we were preaching over something in Acts, um, but my pastor used a verse in First Peter. Uh, it's First Peter four sixteen that um, kind of. Um, <laughs> I I liked it because um, of course it reinforced something that I believed which is uh, everything I like generally does that because I'm closed minded. But there's this idea in evangelicalism that has been like nailed into a lot of um, people's heads that uh, that the word Christian is a dirty word mm-hmm. and that instead we are to be Jesus followers because we're better than Christians, which uh a little sickening and uh first peter four sixteen reads yet if anyone suffers as a christian <laughs> note they use the word let him not be ashamed but let him glorify god in that name yes like how <laughs> before how and i never for whatever reason and not because i'm like not because I was smarter at the time or more thoughtful at the time than anyone else or more well-read in scripture, but I just thought it was kind of dumb that people would call themselves Jesus followers but not Christians. Like, specifically, I heard people ask other people, hey, are you a Christian? And they'd say, no, I'm not a Christian. I'm a Jesus follower. Mm-hmm. No matter what, there. so there are different types of persecution, obviously, yeah. One of which is being lumped in with all the other bad stuff that Christians do. Yes. Nonetheless, first Peter four sixteen tells us that even if we suffer from that as a Christian, like if we are being persecuted because of that, if people look down on us because of it, we're not to be ashamed of it. Maybe we're, we're not to be ashamed of the word Christian, maybe be ashamed of what other Christians are doing. If it's dumb and unbiblical, which mm-hmm. happens all the time. Yeah. Um, but we're to be, we're to glorify God in the name of Christ. Yes. In the name Christian. And Christian is a word that um, is used in the Bible only twice. But nonetheless, it still applies. Yes. Okay. So we can be Jesus followers, but we have to remember we're also Christians.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. We are identified with Christ by name in that specifically. So this whole trying to separate yourself from the greater Christian church and we're a, we're a church that's that follows Jesus. We're not a Christian church kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Absurd.
2: I,
1: I think a, I see a problem with it of, it kind of blurs the lines even more between cause, cause first you have Mormons and you have Christians and you have Mormons claiming that they are Christians. And I would say, well, no, I would define Christian with like the Nicene Creed or something like that, right? right? Um, you, name,
0: name, namely Trinitarian.
1: Yeah, n- namely we're Trinitarian, uh, the, the, the those sorts of things. The creeds, like, yeah. Very, very specific theological beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, no, this is what makes a Christian and you're not that. Right. So you can't be a Christian. Right. And then people are like, well, I'm not a Christian. I'm a Jesus follower. And I have to be like, well, no. This is what makes a Christian. And you are that, so <laughs> and, you're a Christian.
0: Do you agree with this and this and this and this and this? Oh, I do too. And that's what Christians have believed for uh, you know two thousand years. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh,
1: and it's yeah. I think I think the more valuable thing to do, because uh, you were talking about like a former persecution is being lumped in with all those other Christians. Right. A more valuable way to use your energy rather than denying the name of Christianity and (laughs) And correcting people and the thousands upon thousands of people who have laid down their life right over the the name of Christianity in the name of Christianity instead take all of the things that you are lumped in with Mm -hmm. and your own faults and use those things as a more powerful testimony for the sake of the gospel
0: amen redeem it (laughs) redeem it yeah don't rege- like when it says
1: proclaim Christ boldly, right? We're not proclaiming us; we're proclaiming Christ, right? We're not <laughs>
0: proclaiming as a Jesus follower. <clears throat> okay, so this is this is a hard distinction to make because Jesus follower uses the name of Christ in it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's also setting yourself above others who don't use that name. Yeah, like it's a, it's kind of a holier than thou. Um, Uh, aspect to it it's it's
1: a it's holier than thou in rejection of the holier than thou views which is uh
0: simultaneously contradictory yeah uh and also self-exalting yeah instead of christ-exalting yes or or Mm -hmm. exalting the church Mm -hmm. right so you're saying that i'm not like all those other bad people who claim to be christians i'm better than that i'm the real deal right which uh is awfully pretentious and prideful uh-huh. and <laughs> and I think Christ would rather you uh you walk alongside his bride uh and you know claim responsibility for her faults, but also build her up alongside
1: so you read first Corinthians and you see Paul's reaction to the the church in Corinth and these these people who had all of these like serious serious problems. Absolutely, Paul did not say in that redder, letter, because of you guys, I'm quitting Christianity to follow Jesus. <laughs> Paul is like, I'm going to jail for the, the sake of the church and for your sake, Amen. you people who are screwing yeah. this stuff up. Right. And I'm I'm starving. He says in Philippians, like I've starved. I've dealt through all these things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ugh. <laughs> so you can be a Jesus follower but you're a Christian. Okay, you some somewhere along the way Christian became synonymous with um bigot bigot or um conservative uh ignorant ignorant something like that. Rep it. Yeah. <laughs> Rep it and prove them wrong.
1: Yeah, I I'm, I'm always wary to use this quote but to me it's such a beastly awesome quote and to some people like i have to, i always have to explain it but what luther said of like sin boldly and proclaim christ boldly all the more yeah that quote is so badass yeah
0: you want to explain it
1: <laughs> so the concept is like it's not saying sin on purpose just cuz you can and be bold about it like right. like defiant i guess the concept is be open about your sins and okay. be transparent. Right. And be, uh, be bold about yourself being incomplete and being flawed. Absolutely. Uh, bear your humanity mm-hmm. and use it to proclaim Christ and His perfection. And it's kind of like juxtaposition. His you know, imputed right? righteousness for his, you. His imputed righteousness for you, and uh, the that's the power of the gospel. Yeah. Uh. And so. That, that, that's the explanation of that quote. Yeah. And so I always tell people that quote and they just like give me a weird look, but they, that's,
0: don't, they that's, just don't understand it.
1: That's probably in the 2000 years of Christianity. Not that I've read everything, but of you what haven't. I, yeah, my bad. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a Christian. I just follow Jesus. Man. Right, right. <laughs> I just work here.
0: I can't expect much from you.
1: <laughs> um, but of, from what I've read, which is very little, that's my favorite thing I've ever read.
0: Yeah. I I love Martin Luther. He's quotable. Yeah, he's a beast. You know what's great for? Okay, so if you're on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, yeah, and you want to be perceived as a more um, a more devout Christian, then read Martin Luther and just uh, tweet out his quotes every now and then, and people yes. will think you're uh, people will think you're deep. So if that's your goal, then then there you go. Life hack. Seriously. Hashtag life hack.
1: So, another thing on Twitter with all of those like like Martin Luther and John Calvin, yeah, is there's all these accounts on Twitter that are like John Calvin followed you. On those Twitter. are the
0: best, those, those make, make my me day feel so good inside. Oh, yeah, they it make was, me feel so good. As soon as I got followed by Martin Luther, I'm like, guys, I've made it. Man, we should wrap this up before yeah, it let's gets call bad. it. Cool.
1: This has been the Pretty Cool Podcast.
0: My name is Austin,
1: I'm Andrew. You can hey, follow us on Twitter, right? Yep, you can.
0: Yep. Uh, you're probably listening to us through iTunes or Google Play. Maybe eventually we'll get on the Windows Store, but who cares? As I said last week,
1: It's worthless.
0: Worthless. F- follow
1: <laughs> us on the Linux. Go.
0: Yeah. Uh, we are on prettycoolpodcast.com. We are on YouTube. Uh, v- we're not on very, YouTube. No, don't don't check For, out the forget YouTube. Forget it. We're, on, we're not on YouTube. We've given it up. Uh, our, our main account is on SoundCloud. Our host is on SoundCloud, so you can also follow us on there. Uh, Andrew's Twitter. Did you already say your own Twitter handle? No, I'm
1: at Andrew Rosie.
0: And I'm at Austin Isaacson, spelled I-S-A-K-S-O-N.
1: Our podcast is at Pretty Cool Pod.
0: I'm weirdly energetic for the end of the show and I don't know what to say. Oh. Are we done?
2: I think that's going to do it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Thanks, everybody.